Titles, go. Playing Camel Toe. 4.8 stars. Crackhead Energy. Rue the Gauntlet. Blender Man. Fifth Degree Belly Burns. Mashed Potato Luck. Makes your pee stink. Only subs. Summer Bash. Tastes like poo. Hanging with Mr. Mazer. Let's, uh, let's do this. Warning. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Oh, I'm Kev. He said he's, I am not Iron Man. Oh, I'm Jack. (laughs) All right. We're doing things a little bit different this time. We're going to jump right into the WTF (laughs) file. Guys, cue my music. Okay, so this is the one and only thing I'm going to discuss about last Wednesday. Um, (laughs) We had the opportunity... Shut up. (laughs) I'm talking. Um, Listen to him. My turn. Going to keep this on topic. God damn it. I heard what you said. Um, No, so while we're at AEW last week, uh, we we had the the pleasure of, of meeting some real wrestlers. At least they they thought they were. Uh, we we met a couple of gentlemen in the seats in front of us who are, honest to God, legit backyard trampoline wrestlers. Um, that they they were brandishing their full size poster for their their summer pay per view event, um, coming up called Summer Bash Eight. Uh, let me see. I, I still have the flyer here because I just couldn't fucking believe this. Listen, um, they do it naked, don't they? Uh, it might be more entertaining that way um it's a saturday july 23rd uh and right in rochester new york at uh, zambito park and uh, you can't get tickets you have to rsvp on eventbrite and uh you know the day before the event they'll give out the actual address but if you're telling us that this it's at this fucking park what do you where do you think it is you dummy asses um these guys we look more like professional wrestlers than these guys did um yeah, they're a bunch of fucking That's tool insulting. bags. To us, yes. To professional wrestlers. I'll be like Spike Dudley. Kind of my point. Uh, no, they they both look like they were cosplaying as wrestlers. One of them is wearing the fucking sleeveless t-shirt where he cut the sleeves completely off. like So it's the big, long, gaping holes on his yeah. sides with his moves hanging out. Uh, his stupid bandana on his head. And this coming from the guy who wore a bandana every Sunday to play football. Um, and, and his his... his gloves in his wristbands that had corn logos on them the band um 
and, and they thought it was it was a great idea every time the wrestlers to come out to scream obscenities at them. I'm not done. Hold on. Um, and 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 thrust their poster at them and yell, "Come fight you fucking marks!" Until they realized I was standing behind them with my kids, and then um, apologized profusely. And they said, I, "I mean no disrespect. I mean no disrespect." I said, "You had about three more minutes, and I was going to shut you up." And that was about the end of it. They disappeared. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, they were really out of hand with what they were saying. And I've got Madison and Kylie sitting there going, "What? What did he just say?" So yeah, these, these fucking corn balls. I, I give them their three seconds of fame and and the best fucking possible way i could but um uh, guys what's got you geek i have a quick question for you though before you about your wtf real quick summer bash summer fucking fuck i don't know what it's called summer fuck fuck <laughs> the summer, but, of fuck. summer of fuck <laughs> but like how do they even get to eight like is this they really had seven before this it's like what the fuck well i mean if you had a trampoline how many times could you go outside and pretend to wrestle on it i'm sure you could get up to eight Right, I'm sure you can, but like they really are very proud of themselves to have a summer bash. They think they're like they specifically were screaming at Ethan Page to come fight. Ethan Page is built like a brick shit house. We saw him up close. We were lucky enough that we were close to the wrestlers. I explained to you where we were, and um, he would fucking wreck these tool bags. Like they couldn't even carry his fucking gym bag. Right. Okay. No, That's I didn't mean to like, but I was curious though. That was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are you going to talk about that more later? The whole experience? No, actually, I wasn't oh. planning to. Oh damn! Because I I didn't ask you about it because I was waiting for you to talk about it on the show. Oh, so sorry. I didn't know where that's going to fit in. I've got other things. Um. But what you? I I already said it, and the graphics already went up on the screen. Oh, I can't see those. Uh, so I, I had a real hard time coming up with something uh, because I wrote my news article and as I've been doing lately, completely forgot about what's got me geek. But luckily, happenstance saved me because I did something a little different today. So you guys know what on sub means? On sub? On That's, sub. Why have I heard that before? On wow. sub? Like a on submarine sub. roll? Like a sandwich? I, well, I'm going to explain it. If you don't know what it means, a sub is a submarine sandwich. You are correct there, but that's not what we're talking about. But that actually does tie in. Let me continue. So on sub is when an agented writer has completed all of their edits and their agent begins to reach out to editors to sell their books. That's called on sub. That's when basically you walk away. There's nothing more you can do. I mean, the editor may come back with more edits, but at this point, it's got to sell. Damara is officially on sub as of uh, two days ago. And she said, you know, we always celebrate the milestones, but, you know, I I suggested, Hey, why don't we celebrate you being on sub with subs? And she was like, no, stop it. We've eaten out too much. So I just cooked that night, but I kept pushing it and I kept looking and there's, there's this particular kind of sub that she loves that she can't find anywhere. You would think that this would be something you could get anywhere, but she likes chicken finger subs. Okay. It's a roll with it with chicken fingers on it with lettuce, mayonnaise, and cheese. 
really simple. Just about every pizza shop and uh, restaurant in the, the world, they have rolls, they have chicken fingers, and they have all the other things. But here's the problem. Now, Jack, I'm not trying to uh, diss the younger generation. I mean, you're not quite that young, but you are younger than us. Uh, and I'm sure there are people out there who are completely capable. But if you call up any of these places, places and say, hey, can you make a chicken finger sub? Oh, uh, what's that? Do you have sub rolls? Yeah. Do you have chicken fingers? Yeah. Do you have lettuce, mayonnaise, and cheese? Yeah. You put them together and they're just, their jaw drops. So like, uh, if you are not asking for something that's in the big color picture diagrams in front of them, they do not have the common sense to extrapolate and create something else. It's fucking ridiculous. So we have had a really hard time. We can't ever find her chicken finger subs. I went... Google searching today, trying to find pizza restaurants, because we don't have a pizza restaurant that we call ours. Every place we find, there's always something wrong. There, there's something, you know, the wings are great, but the pizza sucks. The pizza's good, but the wings are great, or the wings are like, you know, $22 for 10, which seems to be the going rate these days. Um, so for eight years, we've lived at this house, nine years, I don't know. And we don't, I mean, every, do you guys have a pizza shop? Do you have a place, a, your go-to place? We have like two or three that we alternate yeah, between. Yeah. I do have yeah. one. Okay. We, we don't, which has been very frustrating. So I went looking around and I looked up some of the highest rated pizza shops, all that stuff, landed on a place in East Syracuse called Costa's Pizza House. Now it's a very unassuming place. Looks like there might be an apartment above, maybe for the owner. Um, called him up, asked him if he could do that. And the great guy on the other end of the phone goes, oh yeah, I could do that. No problem. Just call me when you want it. So this afternoon I called up and we got her a chicken finger sub. Uh, well, actually I, I didn't order it over the phone. He kept hanging up on me. Because he had, a, he had a delivery truck there because literally it's this old guy and he's the only person working there. Um, so when I had to go there and order in person, but got wings, the sub, uh, got uh, a pizza and got a spaghetti for Avery with meatballs. Now, I just want to, I want to kind of give a shout out here. Um, this guy, uh, his son was there actually. And he was, he was talking with us. He wasn't working. He wasn't doing anything like all those, you know, other people who don't do anything. Uh, but he was talking to us and Apparently the guy's been around for 36 years and I found black and white pictures to prove it of that place like 30 some odd years ago. He's an old Greek guy who has the energy of, I don't know, a, a crackhead just running around talking, entertaining, like he was so funny and so interesting, making all this food on his own, putting, I mean, yeah, I got an order of wings, but there was like 16 wings you know he doesn't even put the number of wings on the menu i don't think it's just an order of wings and he's like yeah i gave you 50 12 15 16 wings i'm not a good businessman um but he was super entertaining the food was fantastic the meatballs were great i mean the the, the portions avery's going to be eating spaghetti for like three meals and uh, we tried the meatballs they were great um chicken uh chicken finger sub was fantastic uh the wings could have been a little crispier, but it's a very interesting buffalo sauce. There's a sweetness to it, almost like it's a, a mixture of like three quarters buffalo, one quarter barbecue, uh, which I found fascinating. And the pizza was good. It's not the best pizza I've ever had in the world. But I mean, the, the in fact, the only thing, the drawback was, you know, the crust was a little thick. Uh, I would have preferred it slightly thinner. But I mean, the sausage was fantastic. Everything else, it was better than the sum of its parts, which is sometimes the, the holy grail of pizza, if you know what I mean. We lost Jack. Oh, no. Uh, so I'm really excited. Now, this guy actually said to me, you know, he's like, your wife's going to love this chicken finger sub. She's going to love you forever. I want you to call me after you guys eat and let me know 
how she felt about it, you know, and if there's anything wrong, I'll make sure I get it right next time. I called the guy afterwards and I told him that she loved the sub and he was like, thank you, Mr. Hugh. I can't wait to see you again. I'm just blown away at the level of personable customer service. And then he hung up on you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's busy. Cause he's running a pizza shop by himself. Now, if you go on Google, I mean, like 300 it's like 4.8 stars out of like 324 reviews it's excellent reviewed and everybody is like this is a fantastic place the food is great the prices are decent and the guy behind the counter is awesome and i cannot disagree if you get the opportunity to eat at costa's pizza house in east syracuse go for it it is definitely worth it nice you going you in the office on friday paul no (laughs) oh guess where i'm getting lunch go for it man it was good. Kev, we're actually 10 or 15. I think we're oh, about 10 minutes apart. Let's get pizza. <laughs> he's, he's, and it's, he's Greek. So they, they have heroes. And I'm not talking like there, there's a place in Goodies uh, called Goodies in Syracuse, which is a Mediterranean restaurant. And I've gone there. Their food's pretty good. But you get these little <clears throat> slices of gyro. They were clearly frozen slices of gyro meat. This guy right next to the chicken fryer has the big thing of gyro meat spinning. Nice. Uh, on a spit. So it, it, it's all the real deal. I just, Man, I can't wait to go back there. Outstanding. Love it. Yeah. Next time I'm out that way, I might have to check it out. Very, very cool. Who wants to go next? You want to go, Kev, or do you want me to go? Why don't you go ahead? Because I'm I'm struggling. I'm I've been just working. I've tapped out. I'm not even sure I got something for those segments. But go you'll ahead. think so. Oh, I thought of something. Go ahead, but go ahead, Jack. No, go ahead. You go. It's real quick. Uh, Kathy's going to uh, Anaheim. Uh, next week well she's leaving sunday uh she's got a work conference out there and she's going to go to disney and i talked to my buddy mike that i met out there the guy that i met at, and told you all about he showed us around and uh he's he's going to be at disney on monday uh reserved his whole day there had his day reservation and they're going to hook up and he's going to show him around um, as much as he can um the the people kathy's going with the, the woman is she's she's not not as able to get around, you know, as well as she, as she really wants to be. So um, it may be a little slower moving, but they're gonna um, they're gonna try see what they can do. So I hooked them up. So I'm gonna be happy to hear the stories uh, when they come back. Awesome. That's so cool. Totally oh, let us know how they go. That sounds really cool. Um, okay, so um, I got two things, um, which is really cool. This past weekend, my buddy that um, I went to celebration with, he lives in LA now. Um, I had about like 15 people over at my house. I sent you guys the picture. Um, I had a bonfire at my house. It was really nice. It was really fun seeing some friends. Um, I haven't seen like some of my friends since New Year's. Like every year, I like to have a good New Year's party, reconnect with people, have some fun stories, and just um, have some food, have some drinking games, bust on each other quite a bit. My girlfriend was around. She met some of my friends, so I put her through the gauntlet, and um, she seemed to like them all, so that was pretty cool. Is that anything like a train? What's that? A gauntlet. You Man, am I sorry I didn't go to your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had pizza. We had wings. We had beer pong. We had flip cup. We had all sorts of games going on. It was really good. A fire for, like, about eight hours. We kept it going all night. We didn't go to bed probably till like, the next day. It was really good, so... I was outstanding, but um, the best thing though, this, this is the big thing. Paul kind of knows, but he doesn't know. Um, this is what's really got me geeked. So uh, shout out by the way, to our good friend, Tiffany bat that's putting on sci-fi horror fest. She asked me, I'm going to be the moderator for Richard Mazur. 
So I'm going to be interviewing him. So I get the opportunity to interview him. So I've been studying TED Talks, uh, Chris Hardwick. I've been watching his videos because when um, Kevin and I went to Celebration, all those panels have moderators. So you want to bring the crowd in. You want to make sure they're looking good. So um, when I get to, I get to interview Richard Mazur, so hopefully he's watching. Hey, Richard. Uh, I don't know if he is, but it's really cool. I get to meet him. He's been in great movies from My Girl, The Thing to Risky Business. But one of my favorite movies he's been in, I had to write this down because it was so good. I'm like, oh my God, he was in this. Was, um, no, um, it was um, Who'll Stop the Rain with Nick Nolte from 1978. That's one of my favorite movies. I'm like, oh yeah, he's in that movie. So, um, oh my God, I can't wait to meet this guy. Um, I, like, She gave me some flyers to pass out and she's like, I might need your help a little bit more. So would you like the opportunity to be the moderator for Richard Mazur? I'm like, um, I don't, like, I'm still shaking about it because it's so amazing. It's a great opportunity for the podcast, number one, because we're going to be there. But also, like, I've always been a movie buff. So getting to meet oh, a that guy. guy. Oh, yeah. So how about Ooh, that, guys, on the podcast? Crap. That's pretty good. What's got me geeked? He's been in a ton of stuff. Over 80 movies, Kev. So he he's was been- in Magnum P.I. Yeah, he was. He um, was the he was um the uh, president from the spring uh Screen Actors Guild from ninety five to ninety nine. So he's been that nice. twice. So he's definitely very accomplished. So pretty badass. Oh. I I don't mean to rain on your parade, Jack, but I've got I've got a question. Sure. Uh, did you okay that with your bosses from the table you're supposed to be at, or fuck, fuck them? Fuck them. Nope, I did not, and then fuck that. No. <laughs> But I figured you would be okay. I'm just kidding. That. No, it's fine. It's, it's great. That's cool. <laughs> you um, got. We got to get you some geek pod swag. That's already in the works. Jack and I were having discussions earlier. That's why I was saying I need the swag. You're like, why? We'll get you the swag. I'm like, I'm gonna need that. So yeah. I'm gonna be like, she. He'll be like, so um, tell me a little about yourself. I'm like, well, I don't want to say like geek pods. So, but geek pods. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can lend you a shirt, but you might need like a belt to turn it into a shirt skirt combo. No, I want to make sure I look professional, but also look good at the same time. So I'll make sure it look nice because this is a great actor. Like, like I said, he's been in a lot of movies. I've liked. like, like I said, who'll stop the rain. Like, a lot of people don't know that movie, but I'm like, shit that he had a bit part in that, but that was such a good part. I know the Creedence Clearwater Revival song. Yes. Yeah. I want to know. Have you ever seen the rain? That's all I got. But go yeah, ahead. No, this, this guy's got a ton of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, my turn. Uh, what's got me geeked is the ever expanding Geek Pod Live tour that we're doing this summer. <laughs> uh, we've mentioned them before. We're going to do them in order now. August 13th and 14th, we'll be in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania for Wellsboro Comic Con. August 26th, 27th, we will be at Sci Fi Horror Fest in Vernon Downs. Apparently, we're going to be very busy there. Um, because that's, I think we've already, we've already talked about it and we're also going to be on a panel there. So the podcasting panel, uh, we were told that we're expected to be on it, um, and to bring our a game, whatever that means. Um, and very disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. And finally, the newest one on our tour right now, September 24th and 25th, we are going to be at Del Lago Casino Resorts, Resort and Casino, um, for the FLX Expo slash Horror Expo. Um, That one was just announced 
um, at the time of recording today on uh, the 13th of July on a Wednesday. Um, and on Friday, probably the day this is dropping, the 15th, uh, they were going to announce their very first guest. Um, should be a good one. It, it's, it's very interesting. Um, the promoter for that one, Joey Gates, is very excited. He's very happy to have us, very happy with what he has planned for this show. And he said, if all goes well with this one, he has very, very big things planned for next summer there. So stop on out to all of our events if you can. Check us out. Um, come get some swag because we discussed that before. We have stuff in the works. Play some games with us and maybe to earn your way into even more swag. Right, Kevin? Because now mm. we discussed there's certain mm. things that you can only get through gaming with geeks. So, all right, that that does it for me. Let um, us play your game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like how you say the Geek Pod Live Tour because, like, you're like there could be another one coming out. You never know. <laughs> and you know the tagline for it should be Kevin was like close to it, but it really should be Would you like to play a game? <laughs> for the horror ones yes yeah i like it um and speaking of gaming <gasps> are we playing any video games guys or is it still summertime and no one's touching their consoles nope. i'm playing jedi fallen order nice Ooh, great game pretty good yeah. yes um all right well are you, the question though before, before you go off that uh are you playing that through so that you can play the newest one the one that uh the the, the follow-up one I mean the one that isn't out, right? That one. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not playing it because of that game. I'm playing it because I like the Star Wars games, and having Xbox Game Pass means I didn't have to pay for it. Even better. So I just—it's a game I've had my eye on. I think I, Paul, you have it, right? Yes. And I think I, I mentioned, you know, wanting to borrow it or something, but then I saw it on Game Pass. I'm like, fuck, I'll just play it there. Right, and you have a better chance cool. of getting it before you know three consoles down the, the end, line of, end of the yeah. world yeah yes <clears throat> so it seems to me then it's time for kev's tabletop review all right this week i've got one for you that believe it or not, I've actually had hands on. Uh, over the weekend, I got an invitation. It was before the weekend, obviously, but um, uh, over the weekend, uh, Paul and I visited an old friend of his that was having a game night. Game night started at 3 p.m. I didn't realize game night started that early, but that's okay. It was fun. About 20 or so people showed up, maybe a little bit more. And um, this guy has got just a, um, a crap ton of board games. Um, and he had a couple of them out, different ones sitting out. And some people were playing this one called Camel Toe and some other folks were playing some other different one. I have no idea what it was called. And there was some card games going on and magic was going on later on. And then Paul and I sat down with the guest and one of his friends and we played the game called Splendor. Oh, yeah. This is a fantastic game and it fits squarely into that that little square box that I love to use, that one that has, and I'm going to use uh, Hughes' phrase, the low barrier to entry. This is a very, very, very easy game to learn. 
Um, although it probably took me a hand or two to really get the handle what was going on. And I'm going to say Paul figured it out before everything even got dealt out because the boy had a plan, stuck with it, and cleaned up first first game. So uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. The boy. This is this is a game. It has uh, it's a it's what now our our guest our host rather called it an engine game, a card building or or card engine game. So the idea is that you collect these cards that are available to you, and you you buy them with gems, and gems are the chips of the game. In each hand, you either take some chips, or you buy a card or you reserve a card, and there's a special way to reserve a card. The chips, you take either uh, one of each of three different colors, or you take two of one color. Um, and if you have enough either cards built into your engine or chips, then you can buy the cards that are available. And you get some cards dealt to you in the beginning, I think. Is that true? Is that true, Paul? I want to say um, we got a... Did we get a no, we didn't, we didn't get cards. Oh, okay. So you have to buy all your cards. Yes. And the cards are laid out, you know, the least expensive, the next most expensive, and then the, the very most expensive. And what that means is that you have to have that number of gems. And typically it's like, you know, one red, one green, one blue to buy a, an inexpensive one or two of each to buy a mediocre one and three of each to buy an expensive one. That's, that's a really easy way to put it. It's not, that's not exactly simplifying fun. it, but yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying it greatly. And then there's some specialists that you get if you have the right number of gems, the right combinations in your hand, you can get these specialists and they help you towards the points to win the game. And in this game, you had to have 15 points. Not all cards have points on them, but if you get enough of them and you get 15 points and you win, and that's how Paul won because he's, he was sneaky about it and he ended up cleaning up. He just got a one here and two there. And the next, next thing you know, he had 15 points. So really, really cool. You get the cards in your hand. And if you have, you know, the, the, the black, you know, some of the black gems, a couple of the black gems, a couple of red, a couple of blue, a couple of the green, then those actually count and help you buy more cards. You don't actually have to give those away. Those you keep. That's why it's an engine builder. Because once you get the card, you keep the card. The gems come and go. You, know, you get the chips, you pay them out, you get them, you pay them out. Then there's this really cool piece to it where you reserve a card. So I see what's going on around the table. I see a card that Paul needs to build his engine. I take my little, as my turn, I go and I grab one of the yellow chips, gold chips, whatever you want to call it. And I grab that card and I reserve it. And I put it next to me. So that prevents him from being able to buy it. Ideally, this is a card that I can buy in the next round because you don't want that just hanging out there. That's, that's, it's troublesome because you can't play your wild chip anymore and that card just hangs out there. So you want to do two things with it. You want to make sure it's something you can use and you want to make sure it's something that somebody else needs so that you can take it away from them. Very easy game to set up, very easy game to learn, very colorful. There are different models of the game. There are some with some expansion packs. Paul sends me a hurried text message the other day at work. He's like, oh my God, there's a Marvel version and it's on sale. $35 uh, can get you this game and it looks fantastic. It plays very well. Uh, two to four players. Let me run you through the stats on this. Uh, two to four players. We played with four. Board Game Geek says best with three. I'm going to say best with four. Mm -hmm. Play with four players. You'll just have a much better time. 
um, to very easily play it, no problem at all. 30 minute play time, unless you've got a, a host that likes to talk. And then of course it's 45 minutes to an hour, which is great. And that was, it was a lot of fun. Ages 10 uh, and up, weight. 1.79 out of five. So below oh. that two threshold. Very, very, very good in my in my opinion. I mean, wonderful looking game. Um, all the pieces were just very well made. The, the pictures on the cards were Artwork was gorgeous. Played. Yeah, it was. It was very good looking. I think, oh no, the other game, the one I'm going to talk about next week is the one he got on a, on a Kickstarter. This yes. one, um, this one came out in 2014. This one, particular version but um, there's other versions that go back a ways. Um, God, there's oh tons of awards too. Man, this game has won a lot of awards and I'm not even going to go read through. Go to boardgamegeek.com. Look up the game Splendor, S-P-L-E-N-D-O-R. Very, very, very fun. I'm so happy I got a chance to play it. And I look forward to the next time I get a chance to play it. And I have a feeling this may be one of the ones that makes it to our table at con i think it would be beneficial for us to have that in our traveling collection yes because it is something that you can explain quickly and jump right into so it's tailor-made for what we have in mind for gaming with geeks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i mean if we had the marvel version even more so because it even makes it more geeky for us sure I haven't looked through all the versions um maybe there's a maybe there's a you know after real version of some sort um something that looks a little bit more spooky i don't know we'll have to see if we can find something for the uh horror cons there you go i do I, have one game for that for horror con. i do have one game that fits very well perfect you want to discuss now or are you planning on that later i reviewed it a while back it's called um one night werewolf yes okay yeah that that'll yep. be fun too yep um Man, that sounds like a fun game when you said it was a game that you've actually had your hands on i was worried you were going to say it was like settlers of my balls or Ticket to ride my dick, you know. But Kev, what was that was good. That was better. Well, it's sorry. very, it's very greasy. We we degreased the whole thing. Go ahead, Jack. I'm sorry. No, what was the retail price of this game again? Uh, it- uh, retail price is around forty forty five dollars, but you can find it a lot of places for thirty five dollars and, and under. You can find it used for less than thirty dollars. Thirty five dollars, brand new at Target right now on uh, Amazon Prime right now. And if Paul hasn't bought one, then I'm definitely going to. Um, I'm definitely going to. Uh, I have not yet. Get one. I'm. Yeah. I'm, one of us is going to get one. I don't. I don't think both of us need to. We can just. Did you end up uh, picking up that board game with the big wooden board? I cannot find one that's reasonably priced, and I'm having a hard time spending the three hundred dollars that I want to spend. Yeah. That game. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. No. Save yeah. your money. <laughs> I really want one though. God, they're beautiful, and they're mm. so easy to play. It's only a little bit more expensive than building a lightsaber. If it makes you feel better, Kev, you know, if you can help use this to help justify things just this week for the show, I bought a video camera for $130 and the infrared binoculars for the ghost hunting things for another $130. So it happens. (laughs) I mean, at least it's, you know, there are things they're they're all that and the stuff I got are all things we can use outside of the show as well. Yeah. It's a win-win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it would be a win-win for sure. You know, Crocodile, um, it, was a, it was a beautiful game. And the, the boards are just amazing looking. Very, very fast play. 
And I loved, I got the, the, the video I watched of the two guys playing the game and just talking about all sorts of stuff. I almost feel like it's, it's the kind of thing that the four of us, could, the five of us could sit around a table and play this game, you know, play that game and, and have our podcast at the same time. I mean, it's mm-hmm. that kind of game. It's just a great set it out in front, have some beers, talk about some stuff, and hopefully nobody touches their pee-pee. That's on you, buddy. <laughs> and and you know you can pull it out at your game nights too. I kind of justify it as you know it, it'll all be good as long as I don't leave the wrong SD card in it when I hand it off to Paul to do the video editing. Are we talking about pulling out our PP still? No, we're talking about the video. Game. He's talking oh, right. about somebody touching his PP. Yeah, okay. exactly. Or, yeah. or something. <laughs> or something. And I don't want to know what that is. Uh, Just saying, if you put the wrong SD card in there, it can go to uh, YouTube Red or whatever it is. Just <laughs> oh, God. Red or something. And I heard they pay for videos. Um, anyway. It has to be something somebody wants to watch. You have to subscribe. Dude, there is a market for everything. You are so right. You are yes. so Doesn't right. matter. Oh, Rule 34. God. Oh, God. I right. have jokingly told my wife many times, I'm like, you could like go on a cam site and quit your job and make money. She's like, nobody wants to look at this. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> there are multiple people willing to look at anything and give money for it. The uh-huh. internet has is an awful thing. It's ruined us as a race. I agree with that statement. Um, and I think on that note, let's uh, let's kick it to break. And we'll come back with the news. Stick with us, guys. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming to Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, including horror tracks, live movie riff, gaming with geeks, haircuts from the demon barber himself, Sweeney Todd, vendors, paranormal investigation groups, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting guests include special FX artist Craig Lindbergh, Scream Queens Genevieve Rossi and Lena Sena, and headline guests include CJ Graham, Richard Masser, David Howard Thornton, Grim from Grimm's Horror Show, Brandon Tennell from Brandon Tennell's Cult Movie Reviews, Peter Gashik, the Sin Masochist, and Cecil Trechenberg of Good Bad Flicks. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.scifihorrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any last issues with COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
Come join us the first annual Wells Barrow Comic Con, August 13th and 14th, where you'll find classic comic creativity wrapped in retro rural charm. This multi-venue town festival will have fun for the whole family. Meet special guests like Roy Thomas, co-creator of Wolverine, Ghost Rider, The Vision, Ultron, and more. Regina Conroy, artist for Disney and storyboards for this summer's movie, Oz of Fury. DC and Marvel artist, Koi Pham. Video and fantasy artist, Dean Kotz. Check out vendors, the cosplay costume contest, workshops, speakers, gaming, crafts, and much more. Act now and purchase one of the first 2,000 tickets and receive a swag bag, including a free autograph from Roy Thomas, a limited edition t-shirt and enamel pin, and a copy of X-Men Legends number one, featuring a brand new Wolverine tale by Roy Thomas himself. Are you a vendor or artist that would like to participate? Reach out to us now. Spaces are still available, but very limited. For more information, check out wellsboroughcomiccon.com or visit Pops Culture Shop online at popscultureshop.com. Now, before I accidentally refer to any any of my Polish brethren as as I can't say this, it's a tongue twister, as unique as pierogies, here's the news. First up, national greed. Did you hear the local news? So all those people and businesses who had their electric bills suspended during the pandemic and can't pay them off now, that normal services resumed to the tune of 2.3 billion. Yeah, so guess who's paying for that? National Grid announced they are adding two surcharges to paying customers bills to pay for that shortfall. Now, I get some of our bills go to subsidizing low-income families and all that. Our taxes work that way too. I don't have an issue helping out. What bothers me is this is a specific bill that people who actually pay their power bills are being put on the hook for. Now, this is the cost of doing business. It's one thing to shift funds for future needs to make sure everyone has power. It's another to charge one person directly for another person's bill. If Wegmans buys more bananas than they can sell, they don't mark up oranges to make up for it, or at least I don't think they do. It's like National Grid is saying, thanks for being a paying customer. As a reward, you can now pay your neighbor's past due bill as well. Your impressive track record of keeping your bill current should be rewarded with more responsibility. It's like we work for them or something, isn't it? Now, I don't understand how this isn't leading to a class action lawsuit. Maybe it is, but no one can you know, read the comments on Syracuse.com without paying $10 a month. Fuck you guys. I need that money to pay my neighbor's light bill now. Next up, Stranger Things have happened. Stranger Things 4 has been a huge hit for Netflix. We've already talked about the streaming numbers, but it's also having an effect in other parts of media as well. Metallica's Master of Puppets has entered the Billboard Hot 100 for the very first time. The individual song is placing as high as number seven on some charts. They break those down into different categories, all gated by a Billboard subscription. So fuck you, Billboard. I have tons of electric bills to pay. The important thing is just by featuring the song in the show, the Duffer Brothers are introducing an entirely new generation to what might be the best Metallica album of all time. But let's be honest, it's only the best because somebody forgot to put the bass track on and Justice for All. But I suppose it still counts. But for real, who needs a fucking billboard subscription? And finally, the other reason we can't cure cancer. 
The quest to get Doom to run on everything has been impressive. From McDonald's kiosks to fax machines, I'm just waiting for them to announce I can now play it on what's left of Paul's self-esteem after Jack's brutal takedown last week. But today's announcement on IGN might take the cake, which you can also play Doom on. YouTube user KGSWS has uploaded a video of him playing Doom within Doom. He walks up to a screen and boots up a new instance of Doom to play while already playing Doom. It, it, it shows being able to flip back and forth between the two games. Like Doom Guy walked into an arcade and thought, hey, I'll play this game called Doom Guy. This is true Doomception. Meanwhile, others use their intellect this week to get the most detailed images of space we've ever seen. Really, can we stop with the stupid shit and just fix the world already? And that's the news, kids. Now, I want to tell you about my mashed potato luck this week, mostly because Paul will have to write that down as a potential title now. Now, I don't like to complain about my life because I, I have a pretty good life. Things turned out fairly well. But I do have uh, like a bad luck hex that goes around me. And let me explain that. Um, it doesn't matter where I am. If there is a hole somewhere, I will step in it. And, and this has been tested to the point where my wife starts warning me when she says, sees them because she know I, I won't see them. You know, there could be a hole in the place I'm not even supposed to be walking and somehow I'll get pulled over there and step in it and mess up my ankle. I also have really bad luck because I'm constantly hitting my head on things. It's just, it doesn't matter where I am. You know, I stand up in the cupboards, freezer doors, all sorts of stuff. You'd think I'd know where this fucking skull is by now at 45, but I clearly don't. I have no spatial awareness, awareness at all. So, and an interesting thing happened to me two nights ago. I'm making mashed potatoes, okay? And I take the pot off the stove. I'd actually cook them in a pot that was probably too small because I was trying to make a small portion so we didn't eat too many mashed potatoes because they're bad for you. And I go to take the cover off. It slips out of my hand, falls down, and I end up, it's a glass cover. I don't want it to break. I catch it with my stomach. And of course, I'm not wearing a shirt because I never wear a shirt. And I burn my stomach. I'm like, ah, fuck. I pull it, move it. I'm like, damn it, that hurt, whatever. I go to mash the potatoes. And a chunk of potato comes out and lands on the counter. Now, mind you, this is not a mashed potato. This is a chunk of potatoes that was waiting to be mashed. So it should not be sticky. It's just a piece of boiled potato. I go, ah, well, the dog can have that. I go to flick it off the counter to the dog who's behind me, and it sticks to my finger and starts burning my finger. I'm like, what the fuck? I throw it down. I back onto the counter. I sweep it off again. It falls down, lands on my big toenail and starts, I'd start freaking out because now my toenail's burning. I'm shaking my leg, which you would think would get this off since it's not mashed, there's no butter, there's no anything in it. And just by instinct, I put my foot behind my other leg and try to like knock it off with my ankle by running my leg around my ankle and smear hot scalding mashed potatoes across the back of my leg. Now, any one of those things happening, in one situation would, would be one thing, but all four of those situations happening within about 20 seconds just goes to show that there, definitely, I just, I don't fucking know what the moral of the story is. I should wrap myself in bubble wrap and never get out of bed. I don't know. Paul? In other news, flamingos pee on their legs to cool themselves off. Back to you, Jack. That would have taken care of my burning leg. <laughs> Huh. And asparagus makes your pee smell. Um, so. We've done a lot of different trivia topics since we've done the erroneous questions from U.S. history to 80s. But let's stick with horror. We like horror, don't we? 
All right. First question. What is the actual name for Doritos? <gasps> Change the topic. It's food this week. Fuck you. <laughs> Corn chips. Nope. Triangle cheesy poops. No, I'm not pissing off anybody. <laughs> I'm just, I just thought it would be, I was actually, I was starting to write horror ones, but I was eating Doritos, but I'm like, let's make a food topic this week. So I want that. All right. Doritos. Doritos or Doritos? Nope. Doritos actually have an actual name, though. Do you know what that means? I Parents didn't know. G. Rutherford. No. Oh, you mean Doritos itself means something? Yeah. Which is weird. I was like, I thought Doritos were Doritos, but they actually have a name. Like, what is the meaning for Doritos? Doritos is a person named Dory? Doritos is the name. You're saying that it means something. Yes, sir. So Doritos, the the name has meaning. And it means corn chip with spicy topping. No, I don't think anyone will get this one. Let me know if you want to know. It's tough. I I don't really want to keep guessing. No. Little golden ones. Makes no sense, but okay. It does actually. They're a little bit. It does. I mean, you know, they were originally just corn chips. They're little golden. Yeah. Chips. Little you, golden you might know this one because you cook a lot. So this is a good one, I think. What is the most expensive spice by weight in the world? Oh shit! Um, I hope that's spice. Not a- we're talking specifically talking spice, so it wouldn't be something like like a truffle or anything. Um, maybe saffron. Yeah. All right. Oh, I think I heard that once. You know, you know what's funny right? about that is I think saffron tastes like shit. Yeah. What does it taste like? I should know, but what does it taste uh, you like? Know, I, it tastes I, like I, a fucking I, flower. Yeah, what? yeah. I've, I've bought it a few times. I, and here's the thing. You get oh. little threads. And I'll, I put just one little thread in some rice and boil some rice. And it flavors the entire thing like shit. Uh, it goes a long way, but it tastes awful. Like It's kind of flowery and... Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's so bad, my brain blocked it out. I couldn't even tell you what it really tastes like. I just, I don't know why it's it's so widely prized as it is. The one that's or, weird, too, it's not a spice, but it's just a vegetable. It's like fennel. I don't like fennel. It's like black licorice. I'm like, who likes that shit? Yeah, but fennel seeds are amazing and provide, I mean, if you're a Gianelli sausage fan, you're getting a major flavor component oh. from those fennel seeds. I actually, because my wife can't eat seeds anymore because of uh, the diabetes, I toast fennel seeds and then I grind them into a powder Ooh. so that I can still use the flavor without the parts that cause her. They're going to cause injury, yeah. Interesting, Hugh. I like that. Cool. Nice. I learned something new. All right. Well, then I think, why don't we hit the music for the weekly topic? Can they even see us during the music? I don't know. Depends on where I edit it. <laughs> All right. So I think we established a couple of weeks ago from now on, this is going to be the new method of it. We're going to deliver the question, then cut it to break. And then we can come back and answer. So guys, this week's weekly topic. If you had to star in a horror movie, which movie would it be? And who would you want your co-stars to be? Answers coming up. After the break, stick with us, guys. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf for a key back issue to complete your run? 
How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming to Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities including horror tracks live movie riff, gaming with geeks, haircuts from the demon barber himself Sweeney Todd, vendors, paranormal investigation groups, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting guests include special FX artist Craig Lindbergh, Scream Queens Genevieve Rossi and Lena Sena, and headline guests include CJ Graham, Richard Masser, David Howard Thornton, Grim from Grimm's Horror Show, Brandon Tennell from Brandon Tennell's Cult Movie Reviews, Peter Gashik, the Sin Masochist, and Cecil Trechenberg of Good Bad Flicks. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.scifihorrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any last issues with COVID-19. Come join us at the first annual Wells Barrow Comic Con, August 13th and 14th, where you'll find classic comic creativity wrapped in retro rural charm. This multi-venue town festival will have fun for the whole family. Meet special guests like Roy Thomas, co-creator of Wolverine, Ghost Rider, The Vision, Ultron, and more. Regina Conroy, artist for Disney and storyboards for this summer's movie, Oz of Fury. DC and Marvel artist, Koi Pham. Video and fantasy artist, Dean Kotz. Check out vendors, the cosplay costume contest, workshops, speakers, gaming, crafts, and much more. Act now and purchase one of the first 2,000 tickets and receive a swag bag, including a free autograph from Roy Thomas, a limited edition t-shirt and enamel pin, and a copy of X-Men Legends number one, featuring a brand new Wolverine tale by Roy Thomas himself. Are you a vendor or artist that would like to participate? Reach out to us now. Spaces are still available, but very limited. For more information, check out wellsboroughcomiccon.com or visit Pops Culture Shop online at popscultureshop.com. Hey guys, come here, check this out. Brand new show starting on the GeekPod Network called The After Showings. It's my solo project. Gonna have some fun. Gonna cut loose a little bit. No more of the other guys. All showings, all the time. Check it out. Hey 
All right, and we're back. And let me just reiterate what that question was. If you had to star in a horror movie, which movie would it be? And who would you want your co-stars to be? Hugh. Man, that's a loaded question. Um, movie universe is easy, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, no question at all. Um, would I want to be in the original or would I want to be as far as Land of the Dead, which is my favorite of the series? I'm not entirely sure. Um, maybe a little further along so that, you know, it's not the, the newness of, oh, shit, they're trying to eat me. And it's like, oh, yeah, those fuckers are going to eat me. Let me survive. I, I don't know. Uh, as far as who I would want my co-stars to be, uh, that's tricky. I don't know what you mean. Are you talking about movie stars or real people in real life that I would want to have with me in that movie? However you want to interpret it, I guess. That's not helpful at all. No, no, not really. Well, you know, on one hand, uh, I could have you guys so that, you know, when, you know, the zombies, you know, pick you off one by one, I don't have to be too heartbroken. Um, on another hand, I'd like to have my family with me, but I have a feeling that they would, trying to protect them would probably get me killed. So maybe the best answer here is no co-stars. I want to do it alone. That way I can make sure I survive and make it as far into the movie as possible. There you go. That works. Uh, Kev? Uh, I have to find out what this... Because I actually picked actors. Uh, what was... Oh, is that the one? What was the tall, skinny, African-American woman that was in the James Bond movie? I know, she was a couple Holly of... Barry? No, 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 no. She was, I mean, she's a secret woman. She's a badass. Can't remember her name. She was a, I think she was a model too. She was an actress in a bunch of different stuff. Anyway, anyway. So I want to do Night of the Comet. Oh. Yep, Night of the Comet, because I love the whole idea of everybody's dead and I'm the last person on, on the earth. I, I don't know. That, that scenario has always appealed to me. And of course, I would want Angelina Jolie with me because she is a major badass. She knows weapons and cars and, and she looks cool and she can jump stuff. Um, and then I wanted Dolph Lundgren because he's a major badass. And then this other chick, I was trying to find her name. And I can't find her name. If I, if I tell you what her name is, you'd know exactly who she is. Jade Cargill. You're welcome. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm going with that one right there. I don't even care if she can act. She's in it. You know, though, Kevin, every time you try to talk to her, she's going to say, cut the shit, Kevin, and walk away. Well, I don't care. You know, he probably Dolph, doesn't understand that reference. He doesn't no, watch us. I won't walk away. Her and Dolph will be off killing everybody, and me and Angelina will be going to find motorcycles and Jeeps and stuff and having a good time. Oh, my God. I got it all figured out. There you go. <laughs> Jack, and what do you think? I don't have anything for you guys to do in this scenario. I don't know. Where that's you okay. Are. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, hmm, that's a good one. So, um, I would do the fly that was starring Jeff Goldblum. So, but what um Hugh said, I kind of like what he said because he said we got to be in it. So I'm gonna make sure I'm the Jeff Goldblum character. Um, the love interest was a Gina Davis, but we're gonna make that Lacey Chabert because she's kind of cute. She's I liked her as the love interest because she's hot. I like that one. Um, the older guy, the doctor, let's give that to Bob Newhart. So <laughs> I, I kind of like his personality because like, like his personality in like, like Big Bang Theory, like he's just very sarcastic. I kind of like that. He's like, oh, um, you're growing some wings now. They, they kind of suck, I bet. I'm like, yeah, they really suck, doc. Take them off. I'm like, yeah, I just can't do that. I'm sorry. 
Um, the know-it-all that's going to die first in the movie that he thinks he's awesome. He's badass. He's only going to make a cameo, but you're like, oh my God, he's in this picture, but then he's dead. You're going to get some Michael Rooker in you. Oh, so uh, nice. <laughs> I got to have Michael Rooker. I don't want any Michael Rooker in me at all. You're going to kill him off? Why is he always got to get killed off? I'm sorry. He's got to go. So <laughs> you're like, and they'll be like, and Michael Rooker, like, oh my God, he's in this picture. Like, yeah, but because like what I'm going to do with this rendition of The Fly it's going to start off because uh, Bob Newhart's experimenting with Michael Rooker, but Michael Rooker is not going to make it through the experiment. He's going to die. So Bob Newhart is kind of, he's got his personality, but he's also fucked up in a way too, because he's just that creepy old scientist. And, but um, I would probably do the fly with those four actors and with those three actors include myself. You know, it feels like you've thought about this before. Right. That's, I'm very good well, at improv, so uh, you, I can you think combine, of You combine Big Bang Theory with the fly. And his, there you exactly. But no, I actually, he, right hand to God, I did not think about this till Paul just said it. So, And I, I did not give him the information ahead of time. I, I can just think really quick. I can swear on that. Um, okay, mine. So mine's going to be Friday the 13th with me as Jason because I don't want to have to move very fast. Um. And my four camp counselors are going to be as Tommy Jarvis, Pee Wee Herman, um, Brie Larson, um, Sasha Banks, because I, I was drawing a blank on another girl, and the other male um, camp counselor is going to be a young Kevin Smith. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that why does it have to be a young kevin smith because i, I want the young kevin smith who was uh, a portly fellow with the spiky hair does he die uh, first please tell me he dies first um he's he, the final boy i was gonna say he's gonna end up being the final boy and he's probably gonna win it off because he's just gonna talk to motherfuckers to death oh. it's gonna be exposition heavy at the end so oh well yeah there'll be a big speech as you know jake kevin or, or paul as jason approaches him and then jason will just start sucking his dick and put an axe <laughs> in his head and that'll be the end of it uh i don't think you can do that in those movies you can't actually. that's not no oh so i found the actress i was thinking of grace jones you know i was gonna make that joke but i didn't really think that's where you're going with it that wasn't a joke i'm serious i'm okay she used to be a badass. I don't know whatever happened to her, but she got old. I'm yeah. sure she had to be up there in age at this point. But Paul, who's your first one you're killing off of your camp counselors? I'm kind of curious. Is it Pee Wee Herman or who you got? <laughs> well, no, with him, with him, me definitely saying he's supposed to be Tommy Jarvis. He would have to be the last one left, right? Well, this is your movie. So. Your movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was going off of that just because, like, I was, that's the least intimidating person I could think of. Figure he's gonna do the and yeah, so oh, I should have made him Jason. I just want to know if you're Jason, are you living Jason or are you resurrected from the dead Jason? I mean, it wasn't living Jason, like that one guy who was pretending to be Jason, wasn't that just well, no, that that was one movie, yeah, but, but isn't there, Jason there was... always dead? No, J Jason is not dead until. Um, he gets he gets resurrected in the you know the the part six uh, I believe it is that CJ Graham who we're yes. going to meet uh, was in now Jason was in uh, he what he only appeared as a boy in the first movie um, right. parts two three and four I believe Jason was alive but he was like fucking mutant strength and and stuff and you know eventually uh, 
Corey Feldman, you know, actually killed. Was it Corey Feldman? The metal anyway, rod he, through his head or whatever. Yeah. He, he eventually, no, that, that was an axe right here in the neck. Oh. Anyway, he eventually gets killed. Okay. Oh yeah. Cause Corey Feldman is young Tommy Jarvis. So he, he eventually kills him. The next movie, it's a guy dressed up as Jason trying to get revenge and using the Jason mythos as a cover. But in mm-hmm. the movie after that, uh, adult Tommy Jarvis goes and resurrects Jason like a dumbass because he has to dig him up and burn his body. And when he puts the metal stake in it, that's what I was thinking. Lightning, yeah. And that's when Jason oh, changes because wow. he used to be kind of kind of fast. You know, Jason w- was quick. He was a regular human. He could just take a lot of damage. And there was an, a huge shift in the way the character was played, which is something I'd love to talk to Graham about. Um, because when he comes back from the dead, that's when he's slower. But when he also seems like he has superpowers where he can just show up anywhere, you yes. know, he becomes almost, you know, a, a flesh and blood spirit of some sort. Mm-hmm. I guess that was the version I was thinking in my head was the, the resurrected version. Uh-huh. Definitely yeah, slow and shambling. That, that's when he's like rotted and he's got, you know, maggots falling out of him and it's always really bad. Prior to that, he just had bad skin. Either one works. That's you do you. It's your movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're we're fast approaching the end here, guys. What uh what are you been watching lately? Well, I mean go ahead, ones, you go ahead, you big one's Miss Marvel, isn't it? We gotta talk about that. Um, I'm I'm one episode behind. I did not get to watch it today. So sorry, I'm not I'm not caught up either. I'm sorry. And Kev, you're not caught up with boys, are you? The boys. I didn't did I watch last week. I think we watched Fridays. That was the season finale. What was the title of it? Hugh? What was the title? I, I don't remember what the but title. it was do you remember a big fight scene? <laughs> season finale. That was the title. Yeah. Well, I remember Hero Gas. I watched the one after Hero Gas. No, there was one more. One more. But yeah, yeah, overall the season was great though. Hugh, like you can back me up on that. It was just a great season. It was just really awesome. Like a two-year yeah. gap. Still, it's such a good show. They they're doing a really good job of deviating from the comic book, but in a way that doesn't piss on the source material. Uh, it really does update it because I mean that isn't in an old comic at this point. Uh, and there and there was I mean it was mostly a cast of men. You know, so there are a lot of like females, like the the lady who can pop heads. That was a guy. Um, oh. The uh, uh, Stormfront was a guy. You know, they've they've made a lot of changes. The whole reveal with Homelander's parentage, that wasn't in there. And and that doesn't hurt the overall story. It, it just, it gives them a, a way to, to branch off. Or I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what the end is going to be because they're going to have to get to the same place. But everything in between can kind of twist and turn. Um, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I feel like it's doing honor to the source material without slavishly sticking to it to its detriment. Let me ask you this question, uh, because I was actually looking for a graphic novel to read The Boys. How long is it? And like, how many issues? There's a lot, isn't there? I 50 or 60 issues, I think. I mean, it wasn't like super long term. They had a clear end in mind and they ended it when their story was done. So it it didn't it didn't go on to a point where they were like, oh, fuck, sales are bad. We have to end it. Like they told their story. Uh, But I want to say it was 50, 60 issues, uh, probably collected in a handful of volumes Mm-hmm. Or if you get in on the, I mean, it may be available on some of the uh, the comic subscription apps. You sure. know, there's the DC it, Marvel one. Probably it is on Comicsology. 
Okay. Because I did read them. Um, I have all four compendiums of The Walking Dead. That was like 120 issues. I read all that. So that's all done. So I read all The Walking Dead. That was good. But the boys, Wait, I was like, oh, I want to read that, I think. There's more issues than that. It was a yeah, wasn't there like a hundred volumes? I'm sorry, volumes three volumes. or something like that for Walking yeah, Dead. Well, the compendiums are like eight years worth of work, so yeah, they're huge. So it's like a, I think 114 volumes. Issue not... 193 was the 193. Final. 193. Yeah. If you're, oh, I was gonna say, if you're only up to 120, then you have another compendium to go. No, right. I read the end. I know how the Walking Dead ends. So, but that's it. I don't, and I don't care. <laughs> There's only a half isn't left. Why you gotta be like that? We gotta finish it. I, don't, I just don't. You rage quitted. Wait, yeah. I thought we liked the last season of Walking Dead. It was Fear the Walking Dead that pissed us off. I, I stopped watching all of it. I, just, I was just pissed off with the whole thing. I've been watching Walking Dead since 2010. Frank Darenbot, so original. <laughs> gotta finish it. Yep, I'm finishing it out as well. Um. I'm not watching anything, but I did note today that um, they were talking about Emmy nominations. And I saw that Marvel and Disney Plus got a shit ton of them with Moon Knight leading the way with, what, eight nominations? Really? Yeah. Uh, I believe they include um, Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance for F. Murray Abraham as Kanchu. Uh, outstanding cinematography outstanding fantasy sci-fi costume outstanding music composition sound editing sound mixing stunt coordination and stunt performance for a limited drama series or anthology um that also continues on with the rest of the shows i didn't take the rest of them all down um but none of them were for acting that's what i was just gonna say or story yeah. <laughs> or didn't it say coherence moon knight is not winning the emmy for coherence this year uh, what was funny is it was misreported that oscar isaacs um had a nomination for lead actor in the limited series which is true but it wasn't for moon knight it was for case of a marriage or something like that i don't remember what it was called but they were misreporting it as Moon Knight at first, and I, I was even suspect on that one. I mean, granted, it was a hell of a tour de force for the guy to do how many different fucking parts at once, but... so That's not Emmy. To be honest with you, like, you guys watched Moon Knight. I didn't. Be realistic, though. Do you think one of those eight nominations they can get an award for it? I don't know, because all of them, I mean, basically, it's all Disney fighting with itself on all of them. I mean, even What If got nominations. I know that. Well, so, got some. Did it really? Yeah. But oh again, God. not for acting. Well, I know. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that because, I mean, the show really it was just rehashing a bunch of old shit. It was yeah. good. I liked it, but there was nothing new in it. What were no. you going to say? I, I think that they can only really nominate those shows for shit like special effects. They feel, A, they feel like they have to represent those shows because they're so popular, but they're like, no fucking way are we tarnishing our real awards with one of those genre shows. So they go to special effects and think about it. I mean, how many special effects are there in an episode of Law and Order? I mean, compared right. to a show like Moon Knight, the genre shows lend themselves to get those kinds of awards so they can say, hey, we're being fair without actually being fair. 
Right. They're still putting them in their own box. Yeah. What was it? Um, Boba Fett and Mandalorian, their $100 million budgets. I read it somewhere. And then Obi-Wan was only $90 million, which is well, weird. Boba Fett was more than yeah. Obi-Wan. I had a shorter is, episode. Run. Other, other companies, other movie houses, other you know producers, directors, whatever, they go to Lucasfilms for the light magic you know the light magic studios because they are the leaders in that stuff yes so if they don't get a nomination for you know special effects something's wrong there. it's yeah. kind of odd because they are leading the pack as far as how it works and how how, how what you know the job that they do mm-hmm. that will be a new documentary coming out light magic right Kev? Yep. celebration yeah. it might Can't already be out can't wait to see that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Is it? That, that, that was a cool panel to be at. Oh my God, Ron Howard up close. I'm like, hey man. Nope. <laughs> you know, one show that I really want to stress that you guys need to watch, and especially you, Kevin, uh, only because I think some of our ideas of what make good TV shows might be uh, more in, in line uh, mm. with each other. Um, Paramount Plus or CBS, CBS is streaming, service, whatever it is. They have a show called Evil, which I, I brought up on the show Evil. before. Um, they are halfway through their, their third season, and they already announced it's been renewed for a fourth because it, it is within their top five shows, okay? Oh, which, wow. which basically means that it moves around in those slots. You know, it's, it, they can't say it's their number one, but it moves around in the top five. But here's the interesting story about that. That's a huge accolade for a show that is basically a horror show. It's a genre show. They never go that high. Uh, number two, this is a show that started off on regular CBS after the first season. They got it got moved to streaming. I think everybody assumed that that was where it was going to die because they'd already filmed some of season two and didn't want to lose money on it. And it actually blossomed. The second season, you could tell they were still in TV mindset because of runtimes and stuff. But this third season, not to say the past ones haven't been fucking fantastic, but the filters off the f-bombs are there they're allowed to do and say and show whatever they want also they do not follow standard storytelling it is not uncommon for the fucking title card not to show up for 20 25 minutes of an episode that is now an hour and 10 minutes long instead of 42 minutes they actually let the story inform where those breaks go and it is some very unique storytelling unique ideas i don't want to say too much because just the, the premise the premise itself sounds x-files basically the catholic church wants to have a group of investigators to investigate things like miracles and things like that to see if they're actually real because they have to vet that shit before they can canonize somebody mm-hmm. so they have a priest played by uh, mike coulter from um, uh, luke, luke cage, cage. Um, they've got uh, a psychiatrist And they have a a scientist, basically a guy who can run experiments and things like that. But you think you know what that show is with that kind of a setup, but it's not. It doesn't follow the formula you you think they're going for. I mean, sometimes it definitely dips into it. You know, they go investigate. You got the guy that believes, the lady that doesn't, the guy that tries to test stuff. And nothing ever gets shown at the end or proved like the X-Files. No, it, it completely turns the trope on its side. Second of all, fucking hilarious. I mean, some of the shit they do in this is laugh out loud funny. And it's not like you're laughing throughout the whole show, but because of the risks they take, they can make bigger jokes and get big. I'd rather have one good out loud belly laugh in a show than like three or four snickers because mm-hmm. something was kind of funny. Um, such a cleverly written show. And the fact that it's it's doing so well on streaming uh, point just points to the quality. And, and I dare you to watch it 
and and not become completely enamored with it. The, the people that are writing the show, it's a husband and wife team, I believe. Um, they have a huge future. You know, awesome. If this show ever ends, you've got to check cool. it out. Cool. Recommendation like that, how can I say no? Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm late to the game, but I watched the first three episodes of Loki. <laughs> I, I missed that. Shut wow. up, Jack. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Wow. You know, just haze me right now. I deserve that. Mm. I know. My, my girlfriend's like, you've never seen this show. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I know. Yeah, it doesn't only, you know, tie into everything that's coming in the MCU. I know. Okay. But I was really taken back by that Captain America show. That's why I was like, I don't want to watch these shows anymore. But Loki's very good. <laughs> I didn't like the Captain okay. America. One. Don't even know you. Hmm. Know. Anyway, um, <laughs> is that is that what you had, Jack? Yeah, that's okay. all I got. Uh, Kev, <laughs> I see you got something on the on the mythical uh, spreadsheet over here. You know, when when Kathy and I sit down and we're looking for something to watch. We know we have stuff that we got to catch up on, right? So we know that there's stuff like, oh, we should watch this. You know, we should catch up on this is Marvel. We should catch up on Stranger Things. We should catch up on, you know, supernatural. That never enters the conversation. Believe it or not, it never enters the conversation. Um, but it is on the list. It's on a list somewhere. I'm just not sure where the list is. The bottom of um, the list, or and you know, there's movies and there's other stuff, and and we'll look at it. We'll look, you know, we'll kind of feel out. You know, how do we feel tonight? And the other night, earlier in the week, it was last week, last week or earlier this week, whatever it was, um, we had this like, you know, I just want something that's, you know, action packed and, you know, it's, it's uh, kind of military based. So we, we, we caught on this one that um, it's, it's in the top five on Netflix right now, the terminal list, Uh, Chris Pratt, um, and uh, Constance Wu, I think I've seen her in some other stuff before. She looked kind of familiar. Uh, but Taylor Kitsch is the one that I recognize as the uh, the other actor that I've seen other stuff. Um, and he was um, uh, John Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that that alien movie kind of the way you know the time they're not trying to travel, but you know travel from one universe to another. I, I really like that concept. And I, I, I go back and I watch that movie every once in a while. I really like that movie. But um, Terminalist, it's a, it's a series. This is season one. And I believe it's going to be a season two. Um, I'm not going to tell you much about it. I'm going to tell you a couple of things. I'm going to tell you it's about um, Navy SEALs. Um, they get ambushed. And Chris Pratt is the leader of the team. And he is going through a bunch of stuff because of that. I'm going to say because of the ambush and I just leave it at that. And you have a hard time distinguishing whether or not it's PTSD or if it's something else. It makes it very interesting to try to keep track of what's going on because you have to catch the clues and then you start understanding exactly what's going on with the story. By the fourth episode, you've got a very good handle on what's going on. And um, there is a scene that is a kill scene like I have never seen before. 
made the hair on my arms, on the back of my neck, stand on end. And I was like, oh my God. Hmm. It's very good. There's some, you, you, you get involved with a story and you forget about some of the inconsistencies they have with some of the nitty gritty details. And if you're not, if you're not a, if you're not a detail oriented person about some of the stuff that's involved with what they do, you'll just get, you'll just gloss right over it and it doesn't matter. But if you pick up on some of the details, um, like I know, I know some of the tactics, I know some of the, some of the weaponry they use, I understand how it works and I understand the difference between a nine millimeter and a 45. And there's a scene where that matters. Um, and it, for some reason, they don't really care, but it's okay because the story makes up for it. So uh, I would suggest that if you're interested in that sort of stuff, um, if you're, if you're not a, if you're not a, um, you know, return from Afghanistan war kind of, you know, people kind of movie, then you might not care about it too much. I like it. It's also based on a book, right? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I saw it in, uh, in the grocery store. I saw the, I'm sure they reissue them when the shows are coming out because oh, yeah. they're hoping for the popularity and all that. I've seen a lot of ads that it looks really good. Yeah, I'm. We're enjoying it, and you look at it and you're like, "Boy, that really doesn't look like Chris Pratt." That's the part that really gets me on every every episode. I'm like, I have to remind myself that it's Chris Pratt. How is he actually playing a different character? Yeah. It really is. Yeah, from what I've seen in the ads, yeah, there's, that's a, it's a definite departure. There's no humor in this whatsoever. And this is just a limited series or a new series? Okay. Six or eight episode season one right now, and I don't know if it's going to have a season two or not. They 40 could, hour minute episodes, Kev? Yeah, hour or so. Like that? Okay. Cool. Yeah, so we're enjoying it. Awesome. And someday I'll catch up with all the other stuff I have to <laughs> yeah my whole need to watch list is so fucking long i'm never gonna get to the end of it ever well well you should really get through supernatural and uh, clone wars i really what? appreciate i really appreciate you never, it. Finished, you never finished clone wars uh i'm not sure i made it past what, what did i tell you kevin oh. season three? Oh, did you get that far i think we oh went into God. season three the last four episodes of the whole show are better than the whole sequel trilogy combined <laughs> Oh, you're killing me, kid. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's that's. He's killing you, guy that hasn't watched Loki yet. <laughs> the last four episodes of Clone Wars are nine over nine point five on IMDb. They're amazing. <laughs> They're literally the best, like best some of the best animation I've ever seen. It's like the oh, I can't. Oh, it's so good. Kev knows where I'm going. I mean, it's no Rocco's Modern Life, but. And it's definitely no Clerks Three trailer. No. Thank God. Did you actually watch it? Because what you guys were saying made no sense to me. Can we go on to the next topic? <laughs> what did we talk no. about? Because last time I checked, I paid for the show. We'll talk about what I want to pay. We'll talk about. Let's, what? Yeah, by Wait, I, th- I was going to say, we it, lost him. <laughs> I thought it was the collectible store that paid for the show. <laughs> no, they're not covering all of it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> but we do yes, love us some collectibles galore. I did watch it, yes. Yes. I watched it before 
the episode. Yeah, we we all watched it. That's why you know. I, I, here, here's the thing, Paul. Okay, and and I love it because I like Kevin Smith too, just not nearly as much as you do. Um, the trailer looks like it'll be fun. I I will catch it on video on demand. I don't need to be there uh, when it happens. But here's the thing: the first Clerks was was kind of meta. The second one was also, or I, this this is all of Kevin Smith's movies. Okay, he started off being kind of meta. All right, you know, refer, referencing things in real life. And as the movies went on, kind of making references that we all picked up, oh, that's from that, that's from that. And then it got a little weird. Then it kind of got to the point where it was, instead of just being self-referential, it was kind of like making a video of yourself having sex and then watching that to masturbate, which is okay. A lot of people do that. People make sexy videos and then them and their significant others watch them. But we're at the point now where it's kind of like making a video of yourself masturbating and then watching that video to masturbate. That's the, the refer- self-referential point I think we've gotten to, which is a little weird. I think your description is a lot weird and I really don't identify <laughs> it with it that yeah. way. <laughs> I think you have some issues in that SD card in your camera. It would point to every single one. I don't one. even have the camera yet. There are no videos. <laughs> Paul, I do want to hear your take on it. But like, I know I'm like I said, I'm yeah. all, all of you guys, but Clerks 1, 1994 was one of the first movies I've ever seen. And then I remember on Comedy Central. I know. My Wait, brother- hold on. Yeah. Time out. Yeah. What does that say about your parents? If that's one of the very first movies you saw. I didn't see it with my parents. My brother and I, we saw it together. <laughs> it was great. <sighs> Mo, but like um, Clerks, the animated show, even though it was only six episodes on Comedy Central, come on, um, Clerks two, NBC. Like, like, no, the USA I, Network. I, I thought it was ABC. Oh, I thought uh, it was supposed to be ABC, and then it went to uh, the oh, USA Network. Yes. But like, oh, Clerks two though, it was just like when he's like Kelly can be a guy's name too. Hey, or something like that. Like, like, but yeah, like some it, shit got uncomfortable. In Clerks but, two. Like, <laughs> I, I want to see in this third one because like. Elias is so cringe where they like, is that his girlfriend or like, who is that person with the eye makeup? Is who is that? Is that that pillow pants reference from Clerks 2? Because oh my god, they gotta wrap it up though. It's like you're gonna see it so well because I don't know, just like Clerks is my favorite Kevin Smith, like what they think he does. Like, for a while, he wanted to do mall rats too, but he never did that. So, still in the works, still in the works, but yeah. but I definitely everything, everything he does is Clerks, even if the Clerks name is not it. But Jay and Silent Bob, though, they're like one of the well, best dudes of all time. Tusk was not clerks, that's for sure. Oh, okay, <laughs> I got, you got me there. <laughs> you can't say that about uh, yoga hosers, because that's basically just the, the female version of clerks with some supernatural thrown into it. Well, then I can say it's just clerks. No, I said no, I, I can't say that it's not. Oh. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know if his daughter's making a cameo? I didn't see her in the trailer. I'm sure she is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they'll probably even point out that it's her. Yeah, that it's her, or that it's it'll be somebody else's daughter, and how it's it's you know nepotism or something because they're so meta they can't he can't not reference that that she's in his movie. <laughs> I mean, in the movie he says, you know, why would I make a sequel like some hack? And then you see him. I mean, the they, they're it's he he doesn't just own his jokes or own own those those jabs people can make at them he regurgitates them back and smiles about it so, <laughs> right yeah sorry so <laughs> very cringeworthy but very funny at the same time but like oh god jason oh god but no like i want to hear your take on it too but i'm sure you do yeah so, i'm yeah. I, i'm very interested in what your take is and i have something to add afterwards um go ahead what do you got because we're running out of time well, I just, I happened to look up, uh, you know, Kevin Smith, you know, 
for whatever reason. And I found out that he protested his own movie. Yes, he did. He joined in the protest for Dogma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and look up what the, what the signs they brought said. Yeah. Oh, I saw him. Okay. Yeah. His buddy Malcolm that brought the sign that said Dick Tastes Yummy. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have anything else or are we ready to wrap this up? You didn't tell us? Yeah. You oh, no, I didn't. No. No, I didn't. Okay. You're cool. No. All right. All right. We don't have Corbs here tonight. So drop your nugs. <laughs> um this is a quote from uh maynard james keenan i got and i just it's it it struck a chord so if you're an artist and you don't believe in some kind of magic then your art probably sucks good night everybody and mega bite me bitches this has been a geek pod network production